Welcome to Live the Dream. That name in itself tells you what the program is all about. It's about knowing not only about what you don't want, but finding out how to define and live the life that you do want. Now, here's your host, Karen Dillon, and co-hosts, Marissa Marseille and Tom Pearson. Welcome to Live the Dream with Karen Dillon, and I'm your co-host, Jesse Jameson. Karen, I wanted to uh, talk to you a little bit uh, today about uh, what we started talking about last week. We spoke about your six steps to success for an individual, and we even got through the first two steps, one being desire and the second step being energy. I wanted uh, you to give a little recap for our listeners on what they might have missed if they didn't catch last week's show. Sure, Jesse. And so what we were talking about is uh, this, you know, this is our second episode of the show Live the Dream. And essentially is about living a life that's true for you, a life that will actually create happiness for you. Um, a lot of people, you know, chase things uh, which they think, think will bring them happiness. But there's a process which creates happiness for you, which is really identifying what you want and then finding out what the process is of going after it so you achieve it. So that when you actually achieve something, it means something to you. Uh, the, what we had talked about was that many people, when you say the word success, think of millions of dollars, cars, boats, houses, and for some people that's true, right? And some of that's true for everyone. However, there is always something that we want that is unique to us. And so the success cycle is a process that actually allows you to identify what that is and actually go after achieving it. So that's what those steps are for. And so the six, uh, six steps in the design, uh, success cycle I quickly covered, and then we'll recap what we uh, covered in the first two. So the six steps are, number one is desire. You have to know what you want. Number two is energy. You have to have the energy to go after it. Number three is clarity. You have to be clear about what you're going after. And number four is action which is you have to do something to get something, right? Just thinking about it doesn't make it happen. And number five is skill, which is if when you do it, you should have good results. And then number five is success. I'm sorry, six. number six is success, right? So those are the six steps. So in our first episode, we covered number one and two in detail, which is desire. Most people know more about what they don't want than they do about what they want. Right. Never actually taken the time to identify what it is that they want. And there's a famous quote by Napoleon Hill where he says that uh, the starting point of all achievement is desire. So the idea is to get your desire up to a burning white hot level so it will fuel everything you do from then on. But in order to do that, you have to actually pay attention to what it is. And then finally, most people don't succeed in life because they don't have enough energy. They just don't have the energy to go after what they want and achieve it. Uh, because when you go after you, uh, what you want, everything doesn't work out perfectly the first time or the second time. Therefore, you have to have enough energy to go after it on a consistent basis. And the, the idea is that you are the creator of your energy. Energy isn't something that happens to you. You are the creator of it because success requires energy. And the thing that creates or destroys energy is your mindset. And then you... Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Karin, but you were mentioning uh, last week when, when you came to the mindset that a lot of us don't know. We've kind of self-sabotaged ourselves with these little things we call agreements. Can you uh, fill us back in on what we were talking about when we were talking about agreements last week? 
Yeah, because when we say it's your mindset, and if I ask somebody, what is your mindset? They have no clue, right? It's a word that we all know, but what is mindset or what is your mindset? And your, our mindset is simply made up of multiple agreements. The agreements we have with who? Ourselves. Ourselves, right? And so the idea is we can't identify all the agreements because most of them are, almost all of them are subconscious, which means we're not aware of them on a moment. Why, why does that scare me so much? <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel like when people say it's in our subconscious, it's in a locked up vault somewhere that you can't get to. Do we have any remedy for these agreements if, if they were negative? And can you give us an example of maybe of a negative agreement that we might not realize we're harboring onto? Yeah, so let's talk about the conscious and subconscious because I think that really is something that concerns people because when we say subconscious, it's this hidden, you know, weird, dark space that controls us without us actually knowing it. And part of it is actually true. You know, if you think about your brain, most, so if you think about it, if I asked you a question, hey, Jesse, how much of your brain is, a, is the conscious part of your brain? What would you say? Oh my gosh, I literally have no idea, but I would just <laughs> guess a third of it. A third of it, I would guess. Good. That would make you like amongst the top 0.1% of people, because I'll give you an example to help you understand this, all right? So we all try, you know, we remember when we had to learn how to drive a car, and it was pretty difficult, right? We had to figure out how to use the steering. If you throw a stick, it was even harder. The clutch was impossible, yeah, wasn't right? it, when you first, yeah. But now, if you think about, so that is a process that we had to go through with our conscious mind, right? We actually had to consciously think about everything we're doing. However, right. after a few years, what happens? We've it becomes it. kind of second nature, doesn't it? Yeah, because what happens is we've done it so many times, we become so familiar with it, we don't have to consciously think about what we're doing. So okay. essentially, that's a process that's been transferred to our subconscious, right? So it's still the brain uh, directing everything, but we don't have to think about it. And it's very similar to agreements. Agreements operate on a subconscious level, which means at some point we were conscious of them, but now that we, we've agreed with them and operated with them so many times that we simply operate on autopilot. And the interesting thing is the subconscious agreements we have also create our thoughts. So that's the interesting part. What you think is a result of your agreements. So most people say, well, you know, I can just control my thoughts. Yes, to an extent, but not 100%. You have to control the cause or identify the cause of the thoughts first. And they could be deep. For example, we used the one last week, and I know it wasn't probably the perfect example, but many of us do grow up hearing this saying a lot of times from our parents or grandparents that money is the root and cause of all evil. Right. And then you clarified it and said, you know, the want of money, or how did you say it with regards to the actual saying? Yeah, I mean, just to, you know, say most people grow up with this thought. You said that money is the root of all evil. Right. Right. It's the want of money that's the root of all evil, right? Or not the want, sorry. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. Right? Okay. Money is simply an object. It is an object that we as society have agreed. We trade for things that we want, right? If you want to go on a vacation, guess what? You need money, right? So money is not good or bad. It just is. But if you're obsessed or in love with money itself and then simply acquiring as much money and as much wealth just for the sake of it, then that makes you into, you know, some sort of a, uh, you know, like a psychopathic organism, 
where you're not acquiring money for the things that you want that you genuinely desire. You're simply acquiring money for the sake of it, and then you can never have enough. Yeah, it's really, I've seen a lot of, a lot of bosses kind of have that complex. I feel like that the number one number is what number is in their bank account. Mm-hmm. And they might be a workaholic where all they keep doing is adding to that number. And I just feel like one day they're going to leave the earth and there's going to be a big number in there and it's, they're not going to be able to take it with them, obviously. That's exactly the point, right? It becomes a pointless exercise. And it becomes an exercise that sort of is the reason for itself. So it's like a circular effort, you know, just go round and round and round. And that really leads us into very well into the topic that we're talking about today, which is clarity, right? Step, the clarity, by the way, for the listeners at home is step three in the success cycle. Yeah. So clarity, which is why are you doing all of this in the first place, right? If you want to create, if you have a desire, if you have, you want to put in some energy, what does that actually look like? right? What does it look like in the real world? And what we talk about is when we say clarity, which is you should have a clear vision of what you're going after. So the concept of it is sometimes described in terms of a vision board. Right? Have you heard that term, a vision board before? Uh, I'm not familiar with vision board. Give, give, uh, give us a breakdown of what a vision so board, a vision board, is, board that, is that like a goal board? Like I've heard people put a giant mansion up on your refrigerator and that becomes your goal, so to speak? Yeah, in a sense, yes, right? You, it, it is, it, it, it's a old, it's been around for a long time, which is like, look, if you want something, you should be very clear about what it is and that's the principle we're talking about, right? And there's a, let me go into why this is the principle and then we'll talk about what it is. And the reason for this is that clarity ex- accelerates success. Okay, so let me say that again. Clarity accelerates success. What that means is the clearer you are about what you're going after, the faster you will get there. So there's some specificity that's needed, right? You have to be specific about your goal. Can't be vague. Correct. Which means I can say, hey, uh, I'll say, hey, Jesse, what do you want? You're like, hey, I'd like more money. That's too vague. Yeah. I mean, okay, good. But how much, right? Um, Because once you start to clarify then you start to have some objective things that you can then identify that, first of all, that you can go after it, and number two, that you actually know when you achieve it, right? And so that's the whole point we were talking about when we have this love of money. You just want more money all the time. That seems like an empty, empty, empty goal when you say it like that, that you literally just want more money all the time because that's how some people do kind of come across – yeah, it's just pathological, right? Yeah. Where it just, it's, it's the reason in and of itself, right? And we, we know that money is really, it's nothing. It's just a medium of exchange. The more money you have, the more ex- things you can get in exchange. For, that's for sure, right? So that's what we're talking about here is what do you want, okay? And so this is a very powerful question that people need to ask themselves, which is what do I want? And a lot of it is tied into the desire that we have. Right? If you don't know what you what is that desire that you have, you'll never understand what you want. Last week, you had talked about how some of us can literally forget what those inner desires are because we cover them up with, you know, the little things we call life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what if someone is maybe in a spot where they don't quite know what they want? We talked last week how everybody has it inside of them, some sort of inner desire that was just kind of given to them from, you know, maybe a higher source or what have you. But, mm-hmm. you know, what would you recommend to somebody that knows they're maybe in a, in a little bit of a rut, but they don't really know exactly what their desire is? Yes. And so that's, you actually raised multiple points here, right? Which is that, yes, we all have a desire. We know what it is. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll share mine just, just to make the point, right? The desire I have, my desire, number one desire is freedom. Okay. That's what I want. So when I was an employee, I had a job. I had a very good job. They used to pay me lots of money, but I was extremely miserable because I lacked the one thing that I desired most. Freedom. Freedom, right? And now what does freedom look like? You have to define it, right? And so that's where the clarity part comes in. And so, you know, just that mine is freedom. People have other things, um, but there's a a core desire for everybody. A lot of people, actually a lot of our clients, have very altruistic desires. Right? They genuinely want to help people who are suffering or have less than them. Right? Uh, some people just say, hey, you can give to charity. Um, but that's just, you know, what, do you, what does charity do with it? You don't know. And there have been plenty of cases where charities may not be the most ethical organizations. Right. right? Um, so many of them actually want to go to Mexico. They want to go to Africa and they want to build uh, structures because many of these clients are contractors or they want to build, like I was talking about, you know, clean water facilities or clean water plants or whatever it is. Um, so let's just take that as an example. So let's say you have somebody who def- genuinely wants to help people. Let's just say they want to build a clean water facility for a village. Let's just use that as an example, right? right. Now, they actually have to live their daily life, right? So let's say they have a family, they have a, let's, let's assume they're business owners, they've got employees, they've got clients, they've got all of these issues, okay? So how does clarity help? So the first thing that they would need to do is they would need to develop what's called a vision board, like I said, okay? And the, a vision board ex, um, exists at three levels, okay? And the levels are what do you want to have, what do you need to do, and who do you need to be? So let's go over those. What do you want to have? Obviously, we're talking, we got to figure out what the goal is and what the desire is. The second one, again, was what do you have to do? Yeah, so in order to have the things you want to have, what do you have to do? Because only by doing do you get something, right? Um, And then the third thing is, in order to do those things, who do you need to be? And the reason for this question is that if there are certain things you have to do to get what you want, how come you're not already doing it? Very good question. The reality is almost everybody isn't doing it unless they are already at that level. So obviously this is a plague. Most of us are on the not doing what they want to be doing. Right. Uh, And the reason for that is simply this, is that in order to do something, you have to be a person who can do it. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So. You can't become a basketball player overnight, right? In order to be play NBA basketball, you have to be a basketball player. And in order to be, yeah, so that's the physical manifestation, right? When, uh, so we're sort of uh, talking about more in the business space, but I think to your point, in order to be a basketball player, let's say you want to be in the NBA, you have to be somebody who can actually score 
<laughs> right. in a competitive NBA game. If right. you can't be that person mentally, you can never do it, right? Um, right. And if you can't, the doing that also requires physical stature. If you don't have the physical stature, I don't care how much you desire, it won't work. Um, but that's the good news with business, because you know, we're talking, focusing mostly around business or many of the things that people desire. They don't require you to come with a specific physical uh, structure, because that's the one thing you cannot change, right? You cannot become seven feet tall if you're like five two. Thank God in business, we know that people of all shapes and sizes <laughs> have succeeded, right? Yes. Yeah, so unlike sports, you know, business is much more forgiving. Yes. Right? Um, so in business, you know, so we're talking about having a business. So in the vision board, let's go back to that. The first thing you have to ask yourself is, what do I want to have? Okay. So let's say, let's just use some examples to make a point here. So let's say you want to have uh, your an ability to go out and help people. Okay. Right? You want to be you want to be able to be philanthropic on a on a decent big scale. Yes. Right. Okay. So what we should do is that on the other side of the break, we should come back and understand what the sequence is for you to achieve this. How does that sound? On the other side of the break, I'll see you there. All right, Jesse. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. You are listening to Live the Dream. To reach the show live today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Karen. That's K-A-R-A-N at thecontractorscoach.com. Now, back to Live the Dream. And welcome back to Live the Dream with Karen Dillon and Jesse Jameson. Karen, when we were uh, going into the break... We were talking about clarity. We were mentioning some really interesting things, including the vision board and the three levels. Please continue where you left off. So, yeah, we were talking about clarity and the, the concept that clarity accelerates success. And the idea behind clarity is that we discussed that there's three levels of clarity that you have to be clear about or define. Um, what do you want to have? What do you need to do to have that? And who do you need to be? 
so that you are, you become a person who can do the things you need to do so you can have what you want to have in life. Does that make sense? Right? Yeah, it does. Does that mean that a nice person might have to be a jerk when they're the boss or maybe a boss can't be a friend or what, what does number three there, who, who do you need to be? What, what does that mean real quick? Yes. So who do you need to be goes a little bit back to the second step where we talk about mindset, right? So in order to do something, because we talked about the fact that in order to have something, you have to be able to do something, right? So if you want to have something, you have to do something. The question is, why are you not doing it right now or today or tomorrow? Okay. The simple reason is you are not that person that can do it because if you were, you already would be doing it. So it's going to require a flip or a change in mindset. There yeah. Yep. Exactly start, right. And it starts with clarity. Yes. But the clarity can't start with mindset because you don't know what mindset you need. Okay. The mindset is a cause. Um, not, so there's a principle in through all of this. Okay. There's something called a principle of cause and effect. All right. So if you think about it, okay, I'm going to put you on the spot, Jesse. <clears throat> if I ask you the definition of the word cause, what do you think it is? Pre, P-R-E, pre. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> close, right? Um, right? It's something that comes first. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So a cause creates an effect. Okay. Is it, or like a catalyst? It's a catalyst. It's what makes something happen. Yeah. So most of the time when people, you hear people complain about something, right? They're talking, they're talking about the effects. Okay, I don't have enough money. Is that a cause or an effect? That's an effect. That's an effect, right? Uh, my relationship is not that great. That's an effect. That's an effect, right? So, uh, so, so your shrink would say, well, what do you think's causing that? And then you would start to really get into the meat and potatoes. So that's what we yeah. need to do here. We exactly. need to figure out the cause. So we, the are, whole, we already know the effect. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the, the, the point I'm making here is that most people get obsessed with the effects, right? If you're not making enough money, that's not the issue. The money is not the issue, right? There's a reason you don't have it, and that's the cause. And the, the, point, the best thing you can do for yourself is focus on the cause. And so this whole success cycle is around focusing on the cause, right? And so one of the key issues that people don't have something they want is they're not clear about it. They're not clear about the path it takes to get there. So the first thing, like we said, is, you know, in this whole process of clarity is define what you want to have. So it could be something like we just talked about. Hey, I want to go to Africa and build a water, clean water system. Or I want to buy, I want to buy a five-bedroom house. Or I want, you know, a million dollars in income in a year. Or I want a business that makes $100 million a year. Okay. It doesn't matter what is it that you're what is it that you want to have? You have to get very clear about it. Does that make sense? Um, to just use a, go ahead. I was just going to say, let's say somebody is clear on their goals of what they want, need, and, and must have. What, what would you recommend that? What's that next step then that, that, that they do? Well, so even when they're clear on it, I think the clarity sometimes isn't there. So for, let's use this example of a house, right? So you say, okay, I want to have a five bedroom house. Okay. So, is that clear? That's still pretty vague. That's right. You do you want it in the Do you want it in the good part of town, the real ritzy part of town, the maybe below beat up sort of part of town? Yeah, you see what I'm going with this, right? Yeah. So you need to identify where do you want it. You need to go and maybe look at some houses that are exactly what you want. 
get some, take some pictures or download some pictures off the web. Then find out what the price is, what the down payment is, what the monthly payment is going to be, what the interest rate is going to be. Does that make sense? Totally. Now, when you have a vision board, you can stick a picture of exactly the house that you want. And even better, you could visualize it from the inside. What, what, is, what does the inside look like? What is the living room? What's the dining room? Is it two stories? Right? What do you see when you go look at the backyard? What does the front yard look like? You want a pool in the back. You want lofted ceilings, right? right? Exactly. Gated community. Right? Now we're talking about, so now we're actually achieving some clarity. Okay. Right. Where you can actually picture yourself in the house. Right. You can look around. You can see things. Um, you can visualize yourself moving through the rooms. Okay. God, I have a, I have a goofy question for you, Karin. Forgive me. You and I talk, you know, because we're friends. We talk all the time. Right. And one of the one of the things we talk about was that when people are about to buy a new house, they watch the Better Home and Garden channel on TV. Does that actually help with the visualization process? Could a person maybe that's years away from buying a house actually help themselves by decorating the inside of their house, so to speak, by watching Visualization like is a very powerful tool, yes. Very interesting. So that is, that because why? Because it creates clarity. Yeah. Right? The clearer you are, the more you can visualize where you want to be, the faster you will get there. Because, you know, automatically, when you, when you start to actually see what you want, what happens to your energy level? It rises. It rises, right? It, you get peaked. Yeah, you, you go, it moves out of the, uh, the realm of someday and maybe it's possible to, hey, you know, this, this, I can touch this, I can see this, I can almost, I'm almost feel myself being there, okay? So, like I said, clear, that's what type of, that's the type of clarity we're talking about. It's the okay. clarity of vision, where you can visualize yourself actually there. You know the numbers of what it takes, you know, how long the living room is or, you know, however, how clear you want to be, right? The clearer you are, the better you're going to be, uh, it, it, the better it will be for yourself. And the same thing with the, the water treatment facility, right? Can you see yourself working on it? What does it look like? You, can you see the people that it, it impacts? Can you, you know, experience their relief or happiness or whatever it is, Right. Can you experience the relief of the parents whose kids don't die from a disease? Right. Waterborne illness. So there's a lot of things that you can uh, draw to get clear about what is it that you want to have. I'm starting to wonder, like, you know, every year we do a New Year's resolution to lose uh, weight or this, that, and the other. And I'm starting to wonder if a lot of times those little goals that I gave up on are maybe because I wasn't clear enough. That's the number one reason. when we say, Hey, I want to lose weight. That's so vague. I mean, you know, for all we know, we are losing one or two pounds and our subconscious might say, Hey, we hit our goal. Let's forget about it. I mean, for all I know, you know, it sounds like the subconscious uh, is extremely powerful, even though we, even though we don't necessarily always know how to use it to our advantage. That's the the number one reason new uh, new year resolutions don't work. Right. Because there's just some thing we think about for a little bit. Now, this vision board that I'm talking about, right? So let's just maybe use these two examples, whether it's a house or a water treatment plant. You need to get pictures of that. You need to get the numbers associated with it. How much is this going to cost? How many days is this going to take? You know, if it's a house, how many bedrooms? What's the price, down payment, etc.? You need to get create the board with all this information on it and put it up where you will see it every day. 
I was just going to say your vision board, just based on what you've said in the last 15 seconds, already sounds way ahead of my New Year's resolution. Right? Because you know. we will forget about it in like an hour, the New Year's resolution. Yep. But if the board is there for you to see every single day, every time you pass it, what's going to happen? You can't forget it. It's reaffirming in your head. That's right. my goal. Yeah. Right. And if you want to lose weight, it's the same thing. Right? And the reason we don't go to the gym or we don't work out or whatever we don't eat right is that it's a thought. However, the reason you have the weight you do is at some point in your, somewhere in your subconscious, you have an agreement that it's okay to be this weight. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Because I don't know what your weight is, but let's say it's 180. I'm just going to use a number. Okay? It is, it is 180. Good, <laughs> <day>. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> Why is it not 250? I think it's not 250 because I've never been able to picture myself that big. Bingo. In your mind, you know pretty well that 250 pounds for you is not okay. Correct. Does that and, make sense? And it's not possible. I was one of these guys, I always wanted to gain weight to be on the football team or to do this, that, and the other. So I always saw gaining weight as such an impossibility. There you so, go. So you so live on the opposite side of what most people think losing weight is hard. You think gaining weight is hard. Well, I'm, I'm 42 now, so I have gotten a little chubby. I blame, I blame my job. You know, you're sitting at a desk and you eat right. snacks. And so, yeah. But you see what I I'm see saying with this. Yeah. The weight you are at today is a function of your agreement with yourself. That lives in your subconscious mind. Right? Because are there 42-year-olds uh, your height that are maybe 30 pounds heavier than you? There are a lot. Why? Why? Well, I don't want to put any, you know, bad things on them, but, you know, they could have had a situation where their metabolism just slowed down a little bit before mine and at a, you know, bigger level. And maybe that's, they, that's, maybe they're married and their wife feeds them well, you know, whatever the situation might be. But that has nothing to do with why you weigh a certain weight. Correct. You weigh a certain weight because in your mind, it's okay. Okay. Most people who weigh a lot and it's not about, I'm not picking on overweight people here, but most people who weigh a lot, they almost to a T say this thing. I just never realized how I got to this weight. I've heard that a lot. That's right. Because I've, I've even wondered, not, again, not to put down our brothers and sisters that are overweight or dealing with obesity issues, but I've often wondered when you see a three or 400 pound person, why didn't they stop themselves at 225 or 230? But, you know, I because guess it's easy. Each step of the way, they were okay with it. Yeah. Okay. Because if you, for example, let's say you want to drop to 160, the first thing that would have to happen is you would have to stop being okay being 180. 160 isn't the issue. Is that making sense? Totally makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm going with this too is, and then you would have to develop the clarity of what 160 looks like, right? You, it would be much better to put a picture on the, on the wall of what, what you look like when you were 160. I'm sure you may have some in the back, in your you know, picture drawer somewhere. Karin, not to interrupt you, and I apologize if you're on a hardcore thought right here, but, you know, you and I, when we were talking about, you know, where do we place uh, Live the Dream and with regards to the network, mm -hmm. we, we were talking about the business channel and we were talking about influencers and empowerment. And, you know, what we talk about on the show here, it goes well beyond business and finances. Now, obviously, we want businesses to be successful and we want people to hit their goals, but... You can just see by the way we're talking that people can apply these principles that you're sharing now in a variety of areas of their life. So 
I think that's really good. Because let's be honest, you know, part of what you said is, do you want to make money so you can enjoy it? Well, part of enjoying it is having some good health to go with it. So if you can start visualizing these health goals and it sounds like one of the things that I've been a casualty to, and based on what you're saying, a lot of people are, is we are way too vague with our, with our goals and our desires. We need, right. to, we need to break these down. And actually, it's, good. it's interesting how this conversation's developed because these three areas are the areas of goals that are most important to people, which is mm-hmm. number one, something altruistic, something we do for others. Because that is a big source of happiness, right? It could be our own family. It could be our own children or our significant other or parents. It doesn't always have to be charity, right? But something we do for others. Number two is a material goal. What do we want, you know, physical objects or vacations? And then number three is health, right? Those three goals are goals that most people have. You know, even subconsciously, they may not realize it. But when you start to create conscious goals around this, those are the things that actually at the end lead to the most amount of happiness for people. So what you're saying is that even though we don't think about it, if we forced ourselves to put a couple goals down, mm-hmm. we would inevitably find that it's in one of those three boxes. That's it's right. better, to, better to give than to receive. You want to be able to do things, whether it be alone or with family members. Yeah. And then, you know, like such as vacations and, and goal oriented stuff. But then on the third side of that coin, you want to make sure that you have the health to enjoy that's those right. other things as well. So you're right. Even though we might not think about our health on a daily, you know, if we really had to think about it and put it down on paper, it would definitely be up there at the top. That's right. Right. So these are the three types of things that most people want to have. And what I'm saying is that when you get very, very clear about these things, you start to actually create a space where achieving these starts to become possible. Whenever you say create and achieve and possible, I'm starting to think of actions. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get there, um, yeah, actually, it's a good uh, segue into, you know, the action part. Because in order to have something, guess what has to happen? We got to do some movement yeah. forward, right? Yeah. Yes, right? Because, uh, and I'll, I'll make a comment here uh, before we go to break here, um, which is there was this popular movie called The Secret, Right. Um, and it had a lot of good stuff in it, good concepts. But I think whenever I just bring it up with people, there's an unfortunate thing that has happened that there's the, there's this takeaway from the movie, which I don't think is accurate, which is that um, if I just focus my thoughts on what I want, somehow that's going to come to me, right? Because it's, it's what the secret sort of talked about is like, if I could just constantly think about it and be... That's not how this works at all, right? So and, we, and, we, and we know that because otherwise stalkers, wouldn't, there would be no stalkers. They would have that girl. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Strange segue, but okay. <laughs> all right, Jesse, we'll talk about the next step after the break. Okay, awesome. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. 
Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Live the Dream. To reach the show live today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Karen. That's K-A-R-A-N at thecontractorscoach.com. Now, back to Live the Dream. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Live the Dream with Karen Dillon. I'm Jesse Jamison. Karen, uh, as we went to the break, uh, we were getting into the action part of the uh, steps of success. Please finish your thought. So, yeah, we're starting to get into the action part, but we're not quite there yet. We're still on clarity because if you remember, we started clarity with these three levels, which is get clear about what is it that you want to have. Next, and that's where we are right now, get clear about what is it you need to do. Okay, so let's sort of take our examples and uh, maybe one of, you know, three examples we used, build a water treatment plant in Africa, um, or you want to buy a bigger house, or you want to lose 20, 30 pounds. Okay. okay. Or get fit, you know, get fit and healthy. Let's, let's say what it is. Those are the goals. And I think where we left off was that um, just wanting them and, you know, having them and thinking about them is like not the cool. secret, like the secret would lead us to believe. Yeah. I don't think the movie intended that, but I think a lot of people took that message away from it incorrectly, yeah. I, I think. Right. That if I just think about it somehow, you know, I'll be, if I think I'm a money magnet, then money will just come to me and checks will just show up in the mail. Right. And we all know that doesn't work. I mean, it's never worked. That's not how life works. So the idea is that you have to do something if you want to want, if you want to have something. Okay. Um, so, you know, just take our example. If you want to build a water treatment plant, guess what you might have to do? You might actually have to have a business that generates enough profit and operates in a certain way that gives you free time and gives you extra money. Because if you want to build a water treatment plant, what, what are the two things you need? Money? A lot of, a lot of money. Yeah. Right? Um, and expertise. You might have to hire somebody that, that knows more than you on certain right. subjects too. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, and let's assume you are the guy. Let's say that's, yeah, you're right. You, know, you may need money to actually hire somebody who's an expert, but money can solve their problem. So, so the question then goes back to what is it that you need to do? You'll have to develop your business to a level, um, and that's why the specificity is so important in the what you want to have. So let's put some numbers. Maybe 
the money to go to Africa to buy all the materials to hire the expert to build this plant. You know, let's just throw a number out there is a hundred thousand. Okay, okay. let's say that's what it is, and then it's going to need two weeks for you to do it. You know, hopefully you want to go there in the winter, not the summer, because I think it might be you might be better off. I think um, so. Yeah. Right? So let's say you need to have, or maybe it's a month. Okay, so I think that's a better example. So let's say you need thirty days. You need to take the month of December off. And you need $100,000. And if you, once you have those two things, you can actually execute and you can go get, develop a water treatment plant for people in Africa. Does that make sense? It does. It also sounds like something that's going to require quite a bit of action. Yes. So before we even go there, now we create some clarity around this. Okay. We said, what do you want to have is this treatment plant. Okay. Now we also know it takes 100 grand and two weeks. So let's go to that house. We uh, talked no, about the, a free December. It's four weeks. Yeah, four weeks. Sorry. Yeah. So then we talked about the house. The same thing, right? Where is it? What does it look like? What, what are the numbers? What's the down payment percentage interest? Same, same thing. The right. same thing with if you want uh, a better, good fit body. Okay. Because if you think about it, if I ask you this question, Jesse, what are the two things you have to do in order to have a good fit body? What would you say? Diet, diet plus exercise. That's right. Eat right and exercise. Anywhere you go in the world. If you ask this question, well, immediately you will get those two answers. It doesn't matter where you are. Yet there's millions and millions of DVDs and CDs and books and dieting and exercise. Why? God, you bring up a great <laughs> point. We already know the answer. That's right. Right? Okay. We already do. It's really true, you know. Okay. It's and very the reason true. is that there's a big difference between knowing and doing. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. And what we're talking about here is how to close that gap, how to understand what you need to do, and then actually be able to do it, okay? Which then brings us to the third level of clarity, which is who do you need to be? Who do you need to be from a mindset perspective so you will automatically do the things you need to do so you can have what you want to have in life? Now, I'd imagine that would vary based on the occupation or the job or the task at hand. That's right. But, but I do see how somebody might have to be a little bit more, I don't know, more of a tough boss, I guess, if you have goals that you have to hit. Or, I mean, Absolutely. I don't know. I'd imagine there's ways to escape that, but sometimes mm -hmm. we have to come up to the reality of if you have a goal – you know, there's that saying, no pain, no gain. So you got you to gotta be willing to kind of sacrifice something somewhere, right? Well, you are expressing a ton of agreements right now. I know. <laughs> me. It's only painful if you think it's painful, right? Right. Uh, if you like what you're doing, it's not painful. If you like yelling at people, yelling at people is not painful, right? Um, but that's not the point here, okay? So let's go back to our examples here. So let's say you need a hundred grand and a month off in December. Now... You need a certain type of business. Let's say you need, I don't know, we have, so what do you need to do? You need to have a business that, um, let's just throw a number out there, uh, 5 million in revenue, run by a team with a management team, right? So that it produces the 100 grand extra cash for you and produce and has the systems in place where you as the owner can leave for a month. And when you come back, you still have a business that functions and doesn't fall apart without you, okay? By the way, you just mentioned something that scares a, a lot of business owners that I've talked to, uh, to about various things that freak them out. And the one thing they do feel is that when they're not there, the all everything goes to heck, so to speak. That's right. 
because they are being people who cannot build that because most business owners are control freaks. Yeah. Because they don't trust anybody other than themselves. Right. But the truth is there's always somebody who can do something better than you can. The question is how come you're not, how come they're not working for you and how come you're not letting them do the work since they can do it much better than you can. Right. Because again, this is where it comes down to who do you need to want, who do you need to be? So in this example, you need to be a person who can find somebody who's better than you at running your business and then be someone who can trust them to run it, obviously with oversight and guidance, and then be the person that will develop the systems and hire the team so that this whole business runs without you. So you're asking them to trust. They're going to have to put a little trust, but at the same That's, time, they get, they get to I pick the figures. To trust. I asked them to be someone that can trust. Got you. Big difference. Do you, do you understand the difference? Yes. Right? Because when you are someone that can trust, trusting is easy. When you ask somebody who cannot trust to trust, they're freaked it's out. It's impossible. Yeah. Big difference. That's why I said the doing part and the actions part is never where the problem is. Does that make sense? The problem, the cause and effect chain always starts from where? The what? Mindset. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, uh, it sounds to me like you're advocating a potential situation where a person could literally have a lot of trust issues in real life, but then maybe they go into the, the through the door of their business and they turn it and they all of a sudden delegate authority and they, they do become no, that person who can trust. In fact, the opposite. If you are someone, because you cannot be part, part of the time, you either are or you are not. Does that make sense? Yeah. You, in order to be trusting, you, you have to be a trust, trustworthy person yourself, number one. And then number two, be someone that can trust people, which means whose issues do you have to handle? Your own. Because number, this is one of the things we hear all the time. Well, my business doesn't do well because you can't find good people. Or employees are terrible. They never take care of your business. No one can run my business better than me. No one cares about my business more than I do. Those are examples of agreements that sabotage people. Definitely. Does that make sense? Because oh, I, that, that, one, that, that was the one I was trying to, I guess I said it wrong, but that's what I was trying to get at is that in order to kind of become successful, if you are making those agreements, you're going to have to have some sort of action that differs, right? I mean, let me give you an example just to make a point. I know it's a ridiculous example, right? Howard Schultz started Starbucks. Everybody goes to Starbucks. Any Starbucks you go, the people, reason people love it is because you get the same exact cup of coffee anywhere you go, right? That's the source of its success. How many cups of coffee does Howard Schultz make every day for people? I'd imagine millions. No, Howard Schultz, the owner himself. Zero. Personally. Zero. Zero. Do you get what I'm going with this? I said, you know, it's a ridiculous example because that's a 16 $20 billion company. But the principle is exactly the same. Yet, every uh, employee in Starbucks gets trained to make the exact cup of coffee that everybody wants, no matter where you go. Gotcha. Okay? And so this thing is not only possible in Starbucks, it's possible everywhere. It can be done at a large scale and it can be done at a small scale. But you have to have the right what? 
mindset. Mindset. You have to be that person that believes that this is possible. It's the number one problem that most business owners have. And that's why they have businesses that struggle. They, they can't go past a certain amount because the business owner is the bottleneck. And the business takes over the person's life. Why? Because they're involved in everything. Why? Because they're freaked out that nobody cares about their business more than they do. Employees will only rob and cheat. Right? Um, if it's got, and there's a common mindset, which is if it's got to be done right, it's got to be done by who? Me. Me. Yeah. <laughs> right. If you, if the saying is, uh, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Right. Yeah, you hear, yeah. we've heard that a million and one times. <laughs> That's Definitely. called an agreement. All right. Uh, we just gave you an agreement about the Starbucks coffee cups. How many? You know, when, when you taught me about agreements over the last couple of weeks that we've been talking about the term agreements, yes, it really led me on kind of a journey or a self inner discovery. And man, I think I've got millions of those agreements that I've made on various subjects. That's true. You know, because you are essentially a product or the sum of all your agreements today. Yeah. Wherever you are, because we talked about the concept is reality is created, right? Your world doesn't happen to you. The where you live is something you choose. I mean, once you get past a certain age, Right? If you're a child, I get it. I mean, you've got other people creating your reality. But once you become someone who has, you know, the words agency, enough control over your life, then everything that has happened in your life up to this point, or I should say, let's just deal with the present. Everything that is happening to you today is a direct consequence or a direct effect of your agreements, subconscious agreements. So then if you want to change your reality, what should you do? Should you start running around doing a bunch of things? No, you got to figure a way to come up with some new agreements that yes. can kind of overlay these old ones, right? That's right. First, find out what agreement am I operating on that's creating this reality. Because as soon as you change that agreement, what happens to your ability to do things differently? Does it go up or down? I would imagine it goes up. That's right. Okay. Going back to our gym example, right? Let's go there for a second. Um, do you see people who are, let's say, you know, let's just use your age, 42, who are much, much fitter than you are? Like they've got six packs and the muscles, you know, they work out. Like yes, them. I do. Not a million of them, but yes, yeah, I, I do see them. them. Right? You see people in your age. Every day. Yep. I've seen people who are in their 50s and they're freaking like, you know, rock stars in terms of their body. Right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Why? I think it's because they made a decision early and they stuck to it through the years that they were going to probably on average eat better than the average person and maybe walk and exercise and diet so, and exercise uh, is important to them. Yes. And so again, you know, just to use you as a little example, let's say two people are, you know, ordering pizza twice a week. Now the person who's, whose agreement with themselves is I'm going to have a really good fit body if they get a pizza in front of them twice a week, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to be eating uh, one or two pieces and giving the rest to the neighbors and family, whereas the other guy's probably going to binge in front of the, uh, in front of the TV watching. Sure. Those are TV. the actions. The question is why? Well, I think the people that uh, have, you know, where their personal health is important to them, they already set the limits preset limits. I'm going to have one piece of pizza, not 10. Again, that's really not the issue, right? That's, those are their actions. That's what they do. Okay. Why are they doing that? Because they can't imagine themselves engorging themselves on a pizza. It's never been their yes. way. Why? I guess you can keep taking this back further and further, but There's it's still like one more step, right? 
which is what agreement do you think that they have with themselves? They're going to eat in moderation. Yes, that it's not okay to eat crap. Oops, right. Right. It's okay to eat a little bit of crap here or there, but it's not okay to eat crap because it will affect my health. Same thing with in business, right? Is it's not okay to be a control freak. You have to trust people. You have to provide them with the training. If there's a problem, generally it's never the employee. It's never the system. It's the business owner that never implemented it. Gosh, you did, I just the light bulb just went off. So that scenario you just said makes sense. If a person finds himself saying you can't trust employees, they only cheat and steal, what they're really saying is I can't trust my own ability to train people to do I, what I needs to be done. I don't trust myself to hire good people, and I don't trust wow. myself to build a system that has some checks and balances. That reminds me of when they have shrinks on TV say, you hate what you are, right? So if you think <laughs> the world is mean and cruel and this, That's you're right. really just mad at yourself or what have you. But because you said there, it was just really kind of, my brain went, you know, because right. that, yeah. Because that is the true form of clarity about being, starting to become clear about who you really are. So then you can start to understand who you need to be. Only when they understand who you really need to be, can you even take the actions that are going to actually create change. Does that make sense? That's why actions are number four in this process, not number one. And that's one of the challenges most people have, why they fail, is because as soon as they want something, they go running around trying to do something about it. Okay? That is actually a recipe for failure. And since we are out of time, that's what we're going to have to pick up next week. <laughs> it's very eye-opening, Karin. How much time do we have? Do we have a minute? No, I think we're done. We're done. All right. Well, listen, guys, thank you for listening to Live With The Dream and Karin. We'll see them next week. All right, Jesse. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to Live the Dream. Please join Karen Dillon along with Tom Pearson and Marissa Marseille for another program next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have a dream living week.